0: Ha ha ha, ha 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 And would you mind throwing a brother a little like? Throw a brother a like button. Yes, that makes me feel that something. That makes me want to run further. I don't know if I ran out of work. I'm not sure if I ran out of words. but I will push it further than you ever imagined. What up, Island? We're laggy this morning. I don't say I'm laggy here. Damn, I need to go and jump off the Wi-Fi before they stop me. Is it better? Something that you not need. You are not me. Is it better or worse? I need to know if it's true. The hearse. This happened to me last time. You told me health was good. And then it really was laggy. It really was good. Hey, it's okay in place. It's the place to be. Is it better on your end? That's okay. Alright, it's better. Good. Two, I've been nice to you last month. I haven't called you any names. Better now. Thank you, Clips B. Clips B to one. Clips B to one. Ah. Danielson, welcome to a new show. Do you remember that Indian burn that Danielson used to do? He would go, or uh, Mr. Miyagi would do to Danielson. I don't know if you remember that scene. Oh yeah, Uh. good morning on this episode of Knee TV, episode number 102 on May 7th, 2018 of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, salute. It is 7.04 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, but yeah, yo, you remember that? Don't forget to hit the like button. Remember that scene? So Daniel's son does the crane kick, right? Which I used to love doing, and I'm going to be an idiot and try to do one right now. But he's all messed up, right? So he put that leg up, right? And then he goes, oh, pow, and kicks him with the other one. I almost knocked my water over. And before that, they try sweeping the leg. Remember that? So daniel Son gets knocked out. What? Karate Kid is in my top ten. I still, I'm up and down with my top ten. I used to have Pursuit of Happiness, number one. I got Michael Keaton's the founder in there. Karate Kid, Rocky's in there. I don't know how many of them. Probably just Rocky for one thing, even though there's a couple I could put in there. But daniel son, that karate kid one, like, I watched that so many times as a kid, and so they sweep his leg, right? So they take his leg out, and he's ready to be out. And Mr. Miyagi's like, you did well, you did well, daniel son, You should be proud of yourself. And I've actually never seen any of the Godfather movies in their entirety. So daniel son's like, lying down, Mr Miyagi's like you want to go back in good morning Bayou bear it's like you want to go back in Daniels son's like i can't like i I made it this far i gotta go back I got to go back in I got to go back Master. master please let me back in. <laughs> <laughs> Mr miyagi's like okay Daniel son old was was uh was Mr miyagi Japanese Korean Vietnamese I don't remember I think he was Japanese Sing, no, so, Ma, say, no, so, no, so. that song you sing by his wife? So anyway, so Mr. Miyagi goes, and the music goes, hum. and he does an Indian burn to Daniel son's leg. He gets an Indian burn. <laughs> like, I can't believe you guys remember doing Indian burns? People, you'd rub your hands like this, and then you would take the leg and do this and, like, turn it on the leg. And give them an Indian burn. A walking one, a walking one. So he literally gives he gives Danielson an, um, an Indian burn, and and then Danielson's legs okay, but he fakes like it's still hurt. Hits him with the crane kick. Game over. So, this morning while you're at work, be like, Yo, I'm about to Danielson these dudes and him with the crane kick. And that's what life is all about. Good morning, Stephanie you yeah, I don't know why they call them Indian Burns. You know what? Before we start our show about group dynamics, let's look up Indian Burns. I think that that's fun. So let's Indian Burns. Wiki, because Wikipedia is the best. Don't hit the like button and rest. Yes, that was the thing about uh, hitting the like button. Indian Burns. You know what? Let's uh, take out Wiki. Because I think it'll find Wikipedia if... It, if, if uh that's got the best. Indian burn. An act of placing both hands on a person's arm. Oh, when twisting it in a rigging motion to, cr- to produce a burning sensation. That's what an Indian burn is. I thought I had to do with this, but right. It's like when you take both hands and you put, I can't do it, but you put both hands on somebody's arm and you go like this. Indian burn. We used to have all kinds of cool Indian jokes. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Is there a PC term for Indian burn? Like, this is so ridiculous. You're talking about kids that don't care about PC. Oh, jeez. Don't look up in- images of Indian burns because it gets ugly real fast. Yeah, that's what Indian burn is. But that's not what today's show is about. Today's show is about group dynamics. Because I think that that's very important for today. Especially with, um, you know, how things have transpired over the last couple of weeks. And not much has changed. Everything seems to be the same. As different as it goes, things still stay the same. So, uh, we're going to read from the book of Wikipedia. And we're going to talk about group dynamics. So, just a basic definition according to Wiki. The style of karate is the Okinawa. Okinawa, how do I pronounce that, Clipsby? Developed to use hands... And farm tools to get around weapons, to get around weapons carry laws. So what you all do is you want to get around the weapons. So you go wax on, wax off. You paint the fence. You sand the floor. Sand the floor. Sand the floor. And what was the other one? I forget. There was wax. There was wax on, wax off. Sand the floor. Paint the fence. Oh, there was something side to side, side to side, side to side, side to side. And I'm way off topic now. All right, group dynamics is a system of behaviors and psychological processes occurred within a social group, intergroup dynamics or between social groups. The study of group dynamics can be useful in understanding decision making behavior, tracking the spread of diseases in society, creating effective therapy techniques. The following the emergence. And following the emergence and popularity of new ideas and technologies, group dynamics are the core of understanding racism, sexism, and other forms of social prejudice and discrimination. Just say discrimination. That includes anything. Because let's talk about racism just for a second. Racism is when you believe one race is better than another. Okay? That's what racism is. Let's stop murkying that water with everything else. Discr- you can discriminate without being racist. Okay, for example, black people tend to be very good at sports, so if, so that's not racist. You're discriminating because you're like, wow, you know, um, and, and, and not just black people, but like American black people. Well, when they used to breed slaves back in the day, they bred the biggest slaves with the biggest slaves, so they created the biggest athletes, you know. Chris Rock talked about this in his comedy a long, long time ago, so that's not racist, you know what racist would be is saying my race is better than your race like la rasa la rasa la rasa. I don't roll my R's very well so I gotta go brr to roll them but la rasa you know what la rasa is oh, let's talk about la rasa for a minute before we go back to group dynamics la rasa. I don't know how I spell la rasa yeah yeah get ready for la rasa. I slept in, but I'm here now. You can start now. Oh, thank you, Weasel. Don't forget to hit the like button, Weasel, since you're here late. you can. So that's uh, going to be a new uh, show rule. Those that are late to the show have to remind the rest to hit the like button. I like that. Weasel is here, everybody. Start the show. Oh, thank you. Oh, La rasa. Here we go. Yeah, oh, we're pulling this up. So this would be the definition of racist. But before we go into there, I just want to put my link up in my description. So all the links are now in the description La Raza. The Spanish expression, La la, Raza, the race, refers to Hispanophone, I don't know, Hispanophone population considered as ethnic or racial unity, unity, historical deriving from Spanish Empire and the process of racial misingration of the Spanish colonizers with the indigenous population of the New World. The term was in wide use in Latin America in the early to mid-20th century, but has gradually been replaced by Hispanidad in some countries. It remains in active use in Mexico. Oh, yeah. The term original was La Raza Español, the Spanish race, introduced by Faustino, Rodriguez, San Pedro y Diaz, Agualas, Aguales... in 1913, with the proposal of the Secular Fiesta de la Raza Española, in October 12. So, the name of that is the race, which is saying the race of Spanish people is better than the others. That's what that means. Uh, we're gonna go into a little bit more of this history because it's very interesting to me. But let's not let's not beat around the bush here. That's what racism is. But people will tell you, in modern language, they say, well, you can't be racist unless you have power, which is bullcrap. Believing your race is better than other races. You can't just change definitions of words. Create a new word if you want it to mean something even worse or something that you perceive as even worse. Racism is believing that one race is superior to another. Um, they're really dancing around the fact that the racial movement, plain simple. Yeah, the race. It's called the race. And they're not talking about running quickly. This is literally about a race of people. And let's be honest about something else now. Um, la La raza. I can't do it. La raza. Here we go. The whole idea of la raza. is Spanish, right? So... Is Spain not in Europe? So you're a bunch of Europeans, just like everybody else. Just like everybody else that conquered all this land. But how come the Spanish don't get the whole, you know, negative connotations with it? Only the Brits and the French get the bad, and the Dutch get the bad reputation. Not you're European. The whole Latino thing, are you Hispanic or non-Latino? And all this stuff, are, you're European. Spanish or European. Just like everybody else. Obviously not African. That's yeah, different. Yes, we've treated African people in terrible ways and, and made them to become Americans. Which now I don't, you know, I don't say African American. I say black and white. But the whole notion of the Spanish are not European. They are European, which means they're Caucasian. I'm so sick of the divisions amongst people and all this bullcrap. So guess what? Yep, that's what you are. They're half Native American. No, they're not. Some of them are. Some of them are not. In fact, Spanish people, many times... I've seen this in my life, which is why I say this. Don't like associating with Hispanic people of the... Good morning, Jamie. Of Mexico and the Caribbean, all that stuff. They actually prefer to be called Spanish. They go, oh no, that's the lowercase. Just like the British... Don't like being classified with us as Americans. The British go, ooh, no, those are the Americans. They're lower class. Spanish the same way. They're the same way. The Spanish are just hypocrites. Because they're Europeans. You're in Europe, right? You're European. So stop with this. You know You know what actually made me think of this? Was there was this clip where... Oh, what was that Spanish lady's name? It was on the George Lopez show. I'm gonna to try to find that clip and play it for you guys. Don't worry, we're not gonna play this on OBS. Um, there, there was that clip. What's her name? Jennifer Love Hewitt or something like that. George Lopez, Spanish woman show. I don't know. I'm hoping that pulls it up. Uh, no, it's a, what is was identity or which which what do they use? They use that identity. European, European on my face. Here we go. Here we go. Lopez tonight. This has got to be it. Here we go. I think this is it. So George Lopez started doing these DNA tests. Oh, this is Mariah Carey. Yeah, I don't want the Mariah Carey one. It was one of these other ones, and she was so offended that that she was considered white. She was like, "Yeah, but that's like not white." Latino. All right, that's what we're going to do. George Lopez, DNA test, because it'll come right up. DNA test. I know this isn't as enjoyable for everybody. If it ain't broke, it might work better. Make sure you get all your leather. And we got a little Snoop Dogg in here. Charles, here she goes. Jessica Alba. This is December 1. This is what made me think of this whole thing. Come on, baby. Here we go.
1: And that's like baby daddy stuff. That's baby daddy. No, this is... Yeah. We already know baby daddy. And, and so a couple of weeks ago, Larry David found out that he was 37% Native American. Right? Did you see that? I did see that. Okay, now you...
0: You guys can hear this all okay, right? You
1: submitted a, a swab of your cheeks. Mm-hmm. And so did your dad to make sure that it was accurate. Yeah, because they say that having a male yes. a swab is better. So we sent... Both the samples to the, DNA, to the DNA Diagnostic Center in Cincinnati. The test results can be, down, can be broken down into four ancestral groups. One is European.
0: So this is, I actually like this. Simplify the whole process. We're going to group a lot of people together. Which is white. Which, and the funny part about this is, is because when people were coming to, you know, the U.S., Irish need not apply was a thing. Like, you weren't considered white like everybody else. You know, the British, the Dutch, the French, um, Italian after Italians were way after the Irish. Italians weren't treated that well when they came here too. So everybody was their own little thing, and we just keep doing this over time. Eventually I'm hoping we get to a point where we just stop doing this and just say, Hey, um, if you believe that you want to come in here and kill the Jewish people and convert the Christians, no thanks. You can stay in your own country. Yes.
1: Oh, my God. What is East Asian?
0: East Asian. And another thing. Um, the, as far as the, uh, the the little Muslim shot that I took, doesn't mean you can't be Muslim and come in this country. There are many, many good Muslims. But the fact that you have to say that means that you know that there's a lot of crazy-ass Muslim people out there. So, that's why I specifically said, if you believe you're here to kill the Jews and convert the Christians... You're messed up. You're messed up.
1: Which is Asian, or as Latinos say, Chinito.
0: (laughs) East Asian, so we got European, East Asian.
1: One is Sub-Saharan African.
0: Sub-Saharan African.
1: Black, and one is Native American, okay?
0: And Indian.
1: (laughs) This is the moment.
0: Here we go. So Jessica Alba is freaking out right now. You can see her face. She's like, Okay, because she realized, uh-oh, I'm not going to be Native Indian, I'm not going to be East Asian, what does that leave me with? Because she knows dang well she ain't Sub-Saharan African.
1: We've all been waiting for will see. I have uh, the results right here. Listen, Oprah thought she was more Native American, and she well, turned out not to be. So, So what do you think that you are?
0: Probably more Native American. <laughs> <laughs> she's praying. She is praying so hard that it doesn't say that she's European. She's like, eh, what do you think it's gonna say? I I believe I'm probably gonna be more Native American. Yeah. Okay, Jessica, you're so full of crap. This is hilarious. I love it. I love it. Alright, let's continue.
1: Let's find out. Robin Drum roll. Here we go. Jessica Alba, you are 0% East Asian.
0: So that's like the, that's the punchline because everyone knows that's like, that's like when you have multiple choice and the one of them is like something ridiculous, that that D answer, that unless it's all of the above, it's the ridiculous answer. So we're like, okay, we're getting out that answer out the way.
1: (laughs) You are 0% Sub-Saharan African.
0: And now, now I can see her go. Uh oh, here it comes. It's coming down to European or Indian.
1: You what? are thirteen percent Indigenous American.
0: Thirteen percent Indian, and she's like, her face turns like this. She's like, oh snap. And you
1: are eighty-seven percent European. Really.
0: Really, I'm so surprised. This entire time, I thought I was sub-Saharan African, Indian, with a little dash of European in me. Listen to her. So Wow. This is. I wish. See, I wish I was better with O P S, because then I could really break down her facial expressions. But then I wouldn't be doing it. So I think part of the fun is I get to do the goofy facial expressions.
1: There you go. <laughs>
0: Wow. Now here comes the phony actor side.
1: You are whiter than Larry
0: David. <laughs> you are whiter than Larry David. That's funny. But here we go. Here we go. But let me let me. You know I'm gonna do my white girl thing that makes me look like I got a little attitude.
1: Does it? Does Spain count because Alba comes from Spain? Comes from Spain. Like our last name. We will give you the results, all the all the details, <laughs> okay. all the paperwork. But I mean is Spain oh my god or is Spain, <laughs> Spain No <laughs> I don't think Spain is considered oh my god. All right. <laughs> Maybe your dad was traveling through through the through the southwest <laughs> and saw Albuquerque and thought Alba
0: That's funny. I wanna see if there's anything all else there, at the end of this.
1: I can't believe this. This is crazy.
0: She's actually upset now. Poor she's upset now. The
1: vampire slayer. <laughs> Then you are Dark Angel. Hey!
0: And I, I don't know, I don't know what Dark Angel, what that reference means. Hey! She's like, hey. Come on, you'll
1: always be a Dark Angel to me, you know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If you're on Twitter, go to at Jessica Alba and follow Jessica like I did, but this time I'm going to start following the real Jessica Alba. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh please tweet at Jessica Alba, because this would be hilarious. I would love her to see me break down how phony she is.
1: And sign up to follow me, too. So, ladies and gentlemen, for the first time, Farah Alba.
0: No! going <laughs> Alba! She's like, and I did all these movies where I danced in the hood, so I am not you know, oh my gosh, got her good, That th- this video, when I saw this video, I don't know how long ago I saw this, it basically made a lot of sense to me, I thought, oh, yes, why are we separating Hispanic from everybody else and giving them their own category, they're European just like me, and I thought, yeah, in fact, you know, you're pretty close to Italy, too. I'm going, yeah, you guys are pretty close to Italians. The only reason Christopher Columbus went to you guys instead of us was because the Spains gave Christopher the money. Check, right? Isn't that right, Clipsby? Like, the Italians, they didn't want to spend their money, you know, sailing all the seas. Like, you're going to go fall off the earth. No, the earth's flat, so you're going to fall off. And Spain's like, oh, hey, would you like a little more dinero. Oh, that was more Italian. Como, como, como you need some more of the dinero. I'll give you some more dinero. See who can I go? And I'm flying out. I keep doing the Italian voice and I don't know why. Yeah, so, um, there's my little Spanish rant. Let's go back to La Raza. So, beginning in 1920s, the term Raza Español was criticized with the alternative term da-da-da. Okay, we said all that. The shortened... Dilla, Dia de la Raza was used the Raza was used in 1939 when the feast day was celebrated in Zar- Zaragoza in combination with a special devotion to the Virgin de Pilar, Chilean, foreign vice secretary, German, okay, all these people, blah, 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 pen name, I want more race stuff, give me more race, some of that gritty, gritty race stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, homage to the... Okay, here we go. Here we go. Celebration was the intimate interpenetration to the homage to the race and the devotion to Our Lady of Pilar, or Pillar. I don't know which it is. Oh, so propaganda poster by the Argentine government, 1947, advocating a strong, industrious, peaceful, and sovereign race... Like this is what racist this is what racism looks like. this is what it looks like that is literally racism, and then don't worry, black folk like you guys got your racist people too, but I get it. see, I understand black people's racist stuff because it's just a counter to a lot of the white racism that they wouldn't have been put through for a long time now today, there ain't a whole lot of racism that's oppressing black people. let's be honest. The fight that black people are making today is a counter to what their great grandfathers and grandfathers have been put through. There's not even a lot of fathers that were put through racism. We've come that far now. Because, let's say, you go 40 years back, 40 years back brings you to 78, right? Uh, Maybe there was some racism in 78, okay? But, you know, by the mid-80s, we fixed a lot of it. Now, of course, has there always been some things... The whole, you know, war on drugs, not a big fan of, especially when we're pull, pulling drugs into the country. In fact, um, I'm not watching Narcos because Savage has been talking about it, although I do like that Savage has been talking about Narcos. Um, I was watching that when it actually first came out on Netflix with Domi last year. I think it was last year was when it came out, and we really enjoyed it. And I didn't really understand a lot of the things that were happening during the drug war, and it seemed to me like the DEA was... Participating in it for power and control. Now, this is just that one side of it. I don't know all the other sides of it, so I don't want to speak too much. But yeah, the drug war did seem hypocritical in a lot of ways. And yes, a lot of people have been put in jail. Doesn't excuse them, though. That's the difference. Like you'll you'll hear a lot of people say, "Well, our people are all in jail because of the the, the hypocrisy of the the United States government putting our people in jail," and it's like. Yeah, but if you weren't selling drugs, you wouldn't have this problem anyway. Just go to school. Here's what I like. No, I. it is still going on. No, don't get me wrong, Bear Gribble. It is, it is still going on. But here's the difference. Here's the difference. There's no excuse to not go to school, finish school, and go get a job. Now, sometimes some people have some stuff going on at home. You know, maybe there's... One mom with a bunch of kids in one room. But that's the mother's fault and the father's fault. It's both of them. Like, clearly, if you're not ready to bring a child into this world, wait. Now, I would say that's where you got to go back to the Bible and go back to God and be like, let's see what it says. What are we supposed to do? And I understand it's, I understand the temptations out there. But if you're looking to get pregnant and have kids so that you can get more money from the government, obviously you're wrong. And if the kid's brought up in that environment, he's more likely to fail than succeed, statistically speaking. So obviously there's some issues there that we have to resolve. So what do you do? I would, if it were me, you know, I wouldn't even wean people off of social Medicaid, Medicare and all that and social security abuse. I would just cut them all. I would literally one day I would be like, that's what everybody and people would have a fit. I would say all social programs have now ended. Boom. Here's everybody. Here's as much as I can give back to, from Social Security people that invest in. Here, here's your, your share of what you put into Social Security. Boom. Medicare, Medicaid, done. Boom. You should, you should prepare for your own retirement. You should prepare for your own medical bills. And um, I wouldn't even offer anything from the government as a health insurance. I would just allow all the health insurance companies to compete. Who promised you retirement? Nobody. Like, well, what about old people retiring? Nobody promised to to take care of you. Why did the government promise to take care of you? That's wrong. Your family should take care of you. Go move in back with your kids. You raised your kids and you provided for them. And then at the end of the life, your kids should be providing for you now. That's how that whole cycle works. Good morning, Mary. There are people with big hurdles, but they have the same... Here's Here's the funny thing. It's true, Mary. Here's the funny thing. Um... Kids in the inner city, there's more money spent per child in the inner city than many, many other areas of the country. I'll tell you, for example, I went to Catholic schools, right? So people are like, oh, you went to a private school, so I don't count. My Catholic school that I went to was the poorest school in the entire city. Our track, and you guys have nice tracks in the city of Syracuse. We used to walk a block down the street, or not a block, like a mile down the street, or take the bus over to the closest school to use their track, because we had no track. Our books were so old in my private school growing up, that in 1996 to 8, our books still had the Soviet Union in our history books. In fact, probably had the Soviet Union right up to 2000, because I remember in 2001 when we got new textbooks, and I was like, oh my gosh, these are nice. Like, oh look... They even got Bill Clinton here as president. Wow, like we've come a long way. So people don't realize how poor small parochial schools are. So poor that all the school all the parochial schools that I grew up playing against and CYO and all these things, they're all closed down now. They're all closed because they couldn't afford to pay their bills because they don't get government support. So this whole notion of we need new books and we need new No, you don't, that's bull crap. You don't need that. You need good parents at home is what you need. So, change my mind on that one. My mother was a kindergarten teacher in the city of Syracuse for over 20 years. Trust me, you don't need new books. You need two parents that care about your education at home. Not to mention, not to mention, the whole notion of go to school, get an education, get a job is like terrible to the male psyche. Like where is the... Becoming an entrepreneur, starting your own business, developing skills, none of that. Go to school, get an education, get a job, and then hate your life for 40 years. Literally, like, that's, that's, I was on that path. I got, I got the job. I got promoted. And, 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 like, for me, getting promoted was, like, something to work towards. And then once I hit that top job in my area, knowing that I can't leave Syracuse because I'm an only child and my parents are here, so I can't leave them behind, it was, now this is it. Do this for 30 years. And I was like, no. No. No, this is going to drive me nuts. Once I stopped learning at the bank, I was done. That's why my manager couldn't believe it when I wanted to quit. He goes, yeah, but John, this is easy now. Now it's going to get easy for you. And I thought, yeah, but that's the problem. I don't want it to be easy for me. And my dad couldn't understand that either. He's like, John, but now like you're going to make good money without working hard. And I, that's what the older generation always misses, I would say, about the younger generation. We you want to work hard. That's our purpose. So when you take away working hard, that's why a lot of times, like, very rarely do you have a a Donald Trump. His father made a lot of money, hands it off to his son, and his son did even better. Rarely does it happen. A lot of times when the father makes a lot of money, the son runs the company into the ground because they're spoiled. Very rarely you have someone want to take it to the next level. And for me, taking to the next level was going to be like, all right, in ten years, I might get that president position in Syracuse, New York. But then what? Good morning, Piper. Like, so I get that position, and then what? Like, that's it. That guy's miserable. He's so stressed out all the time because he's balancing, you know, a hundred people's jobs and growing and referrals that he doesn't even have. He's not even bringing any revenue into the business. Because he's spending all of his time everywhere else. Now, you know, don't get me wrong. He did bring revenue in the business. And when he did bring it in, it'd be really, really good. It'd be a really, really good revenue. But um, I get, we want purpose. As men, we want purpose. We want to work hard. So the, the, the goal of the show was to talk about group dynamics. And as soon as I saw racism in here in group dynamics, I, I got triggered. And we talked about La Rasa for way too long. But I think that was still very interesting information. I want to break down more of these group dynamics in the Wikipedia page under group formation. So it says, group formation starts with a psychological bond between individuals. The social cohesion approach suggests that group formation comes out of a bond of interpersonal attraction. In contrast, the social identity approach suggests that the group starts when a collection of individuals perceive that they share some social category. For example, smokers, nurses, students, hockey players. And that interpersonal attraction only secondarily enhances the connection between individuals. Additionally, from the social identity approach, group formation involves both identifying with some individuals and explicitly not identifying with others. So to say, a level of psychology, psychological distinctiveness is necessary for group formation. Through interaction... Individuals become to develop group norms, roles, attitudes which define the group and are internalized to influence behavior. Emergent groups arrive from a relatively spontaneous process of group formation. For example, in response to natural disaster, an emergent response group may form, will form, it should say, these unless unless they're just total idiots and put their heads in the sands. Emergent response groups always form. Oh, what up, brass? Haven't seen you in a while, bro. Gangs are bad kids. <laughs> that's that's actually a funny comment based on what I was saying. These groups are characterized as having no pre-existing structure, group membership, allocated roles, or prior experience working together. Yet these groups still express high level of interdependence and coordinate knowledge, resource, and tasks. So basically they're saying, you know, people identify with certain things and they, and they join, you know. So, for example, I used to sit with athletes at my school, and I sat with nerds at my school, and I sat with... I sat with everybody, the the student government leaders. I sat with everybody. But the blacks always sat together. I don't know why. The blacks always sat together. That's true. Now, when I was in grade school, we all sat together. But I went to a grade school that was basically 50-50. So, it was cool that way. And we didn't split white table, black table. But when I was in high school... You know, I probably should have done a better job bringing the blacks in. Because I grew up with all of them. All of the black kids at my high school, I knew them all since we were kids because we played on the same VJA basketball teams. And VJA stood for the Valley Junior Athletic Association and was awesome. But yeah, I probably should have brought them in more. But to me, it didn't seem like the blacks sitting at their own table. It seemed like the football players all sat together. Yeah, because even at the black table, you had, you know, you had Chad... You got Hungry Jay? You had a couple white dudes in the mix. Yeah, it was a football team that sat together. That's what it was. And I wasn't on the football team. I didn't play football until my senior year of high school. And by then, I already had formed my cafeteria table, which was me, my now best man, uh, another guy that'll be in my wedding, uh, Kevin Solon. What happened to Kevin Solon? I actually saw him at the reunion. Really happy he came to the reunion. Um did Mark Noe see with I don't think Mark Noe sat with us. I'm saying last names now. I'm just doxing the world. doxing the world. And then we sat with this this girl Julie and this other girl Mora. Mora was my ex-girlfriend. And um And Julie was cool, but she was the one that turned me in for the key, apparently. She turned me in, Julie, because I showed it off to Kevin, my boys, I was like, And then Julia told on me like a month later. So, I'm brass. I'm telling you, I wasn't a bully. I wasn't a bully. You can ask, you can ask all of them. Everybody loved me in high school. And that sounds like a Trump statement. I realize it sounds like a Trump statement. I brought everybody together. I was the bridge. My my boy Noe sat behind me in homeschool, right? Homeschool, homeroom. My my boy, my my, my my buddy Mark Noe came over to my house for homeschool. No, like in homeroom, sat behind me, and and Noe was super smart, but he saw I was smart too, Noe. So if you ever do watch these, you Noe, know boy, your boy made it into the smart class. I used, this is how I used to define it. I was the dumb kid in the smart class. So because I was the dumb kid in the smart class, I could I could see their side of the story, and I could see the other side of the story, because in the dumb classes it was too easy. But the smart classes, it was a little hard. And I also by the time I got to junior year, I, di- I stopped caring about school. I was like, oh man, there's bigger stuff out here. Like school, I get the purpose of it, but I want to have my own late night comedy show one day. That was my goal. I was like, I want to be the next Conan O'Brien. So I saw I saw the potential there. And then like my my friends that were jocks and all these other stuff, I was like, yo, you got you gotta get to know this dude Noe. This guy's hilarious. And then we would all go over to Noe's house and his garage and have the biggest parties you've ever seen. It was awesome. It's awesome. Noe, it was a sad day when he sold, when his mom sold his house, even though we hadn't been there in like 10 years. But it was still a sad day because we were like, man, there was a lot of fun happening there. Joining groups. Joining a group is determined by the number of different factors, including an individual's personal traits, gender, social motives, such as a need for affiliation, need for power, need for intimacy, Attachment style, prior group experience, blah, blah, blah. Sounds like a lot of excuses to me. The minimax principle is part of the social exchange theory that states that people will join and remain in a group that can provide them with the maximum amount of valuable rewards while at the same time ensuring the minimum amount of costs themselves. That's not true. That's not true. I will risk it all for my word, which is what I've done. You know, I know I had a lot at risk. By saying the things that I said. So, uh, that's not the minimum amount of cost to themselves. I always put myself out there. All the time. Cynicism, yeah. Maybe a little bit, Dozier. I put it all out there all the time because it's like, you know what? If I believe something, if I back down, my freedom suffers and then I spiral. Well, you can't take gender out of the group dynamic creation. Oh, that's true. That that, that I, I agree with that. But that's easily, not only is it easily identifiable, the gender, there's a lot more stereotypes that are true with gender than race. Let me say that again. Are there some stereotypes that are true? Sure. But stereotypes are far more true in gender. That's why comedians like Chris Rock, Chappelle, Owen we watch because we like when they talk about relationships because we seem to we, we we see the same things amongst women as men on a whole now are there some pussyfied men yes are there some strong ass women yes on a whole women tend to lean left and men tend to lean right because we care about logic and that's why i like how owens actually breaking that those things down he's really breaking it down And uh, he he does a good job with that. Uh, So I got to give him credit where that's concerned. However, when Chappelle talks about things like, you know, if your woman tells a story, she goes, well, you got to understand how I was feeling. I I was on my period and it was an emotional time. And men are like, oh my gosh, just give me the story. Who, what, when, where, why. It was me, that brother named Bob, and Bob shot a dude. And I was like, boom. And that's, that's how we like to tell stories. Now... Maybe I elaborate a little more. I got an hour show, so that's part of my goal. In fact, what I want to do right now, if this is the right one, sure is. Uh oh, this could cause a chain reaction. Don't do that near I. I was gonna pull out a, my old yearbook, but um, the reason I can't is because it's holding up a whole bunch of other books out there. So I don't read those books that often. In fact, I've only read maybe like. Ten of them up there, maybe less. Yeah, no, I'd say ten of them because there are some textbooks up there too. What up, Kimmy? So, um, we're talking about group dynamics. And we're looking at John Thibault. Thibault. I don't know how to say these stupid ass names. Harold Kelly's social exchange theory comparison. So, his social exchange theory. Comparison level is a standard by which an individual will elevate the desirability desirability of becoming a member of the group by forming new social relationships within the group. This comparison level is influenced by previous relationships and membership in different groups. Those individuals who have experienced positive rewards with few costs in previous relationships and groups will have a higher comparison level than a person who experienced more negative cost with fewer rewards in previous relationship groups. Okay. Obviously, like, why do they got to spell this stuff out? According to Social Exchange, the group membership will be more satisfying to new prospective member if the group outcomes in terms, cost, and rewards are above the individual's comparison level. All right, so, as well, group membership will be unsatisfying to a new member if the... Out- okay, so so here's here's how I see that. There's actually a great quote in the Bible. I don't remember... It's a, which is similar to a Chinese proverb of, like, a man in a new town is always considered wise, right? So, say a new guy's in the group, and they drop something that no one else heard in the group. Everyone's like, ooh, who's that? Like, that was good. That was really good. But, it can also work the opposite. And that's why, so, so let's say, um, let's say someone has uh, a joke, okay? Let's simplify it in a joke. You got this group, the 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 or the the name of this group. The the name of this group. And and this dude comes up, and he sees all these guys hanging out. He's like, "Hey, what's up, guys?" And they're like, "Hey." And and at first they're kind of like, "Yeah, like, who are you? Like, are you trying to infiltrate?" And the guy's like, "Hey, you want you guys want to hear a dumb joke?" And then the alpha will be like, "Yeah, let's hear that. Let's hear that joke, man." And the guy will be like, "All right, yo." You know why a seagull flies over the sea? And typically it's the alpha that answers in these situations. guy's are like, why? Because if it flew over the bay, it'd be a bagel. And then here's where the group dynamics break down. The group will then either say something or not say something. But typically they'll look to the alpha. And if the alpha laughs, everybody laughs. But if the alpha's like man, that was corny. You may have the whole group say it was corny, or you may have one of the betas go, no, that was funny. That was a good man, or vice versa, right? You might have the beta go, that was corny, and the alpha go, no, that was funny. Because there's always like that, that positive and negative force, even in a group. So when they see that, then it's up to the group to then vote on whether it was funny or not. And that's when a group sometimes divides. Or if the group's strong, they go, Yo, it's just a joke. At least he had the balls to say it. And then people Yeah, he had the balls to say it. Yeah, come on in here. And then that's how groups are formed. The characters in characters always talk blacker than him. I'm not sure. To <laughs> Look at guys. The accent comes out when I stop thinking. When I'm specifically talking like this, I put my voice on. But if anyone has watched my video when I was drunk, you can hear the accent clear as day. The accent comes out clear as day. When I'm drunk, it happens every time. This is my making a joke voice. But when I'm not thinking about it and I'm actually trying to break something down, the accent comes out. So take what you want from it. In fact, let's, let's play you one of my clips, shall we? You want to hear what I really sound like? Ah, we're gonna pull this up now. We're doing it now. Can't go this far and not do it. So, this is Knee TV, John Neri, NYC. I'm hoping it comes right up. The big crapple. That's funny. Oh, of course, it's not gonna come up. Gonna make me go through my channel and find all this stuff. Bro, I got a little ass wren who turned when he. 18 What's that mean? Bear, what's that mean? I don't know what that means. Talk to you about this when I'm not thinking. No. That's not racist. That's malice. Oh my goodness, Brass. Are you really are you really acting like that, Brass now? Unbelievable. It's that's my that's my natural accent. Okay, Brass, you really wanna know? That's how I naturally talk is what I'm saying when I'm not thinking. You see? You see? You see, um, anyway, this is my chance to break up all of this fun and say, if you haven't hit the like button, please hit the like button, it says 10 watching, 10 likes, but sometimes I don't believe that number because sometimes they don't add up, see, we just saw a new like, even though it says 10 are watching, um, don't worry, I clipped it from the, front the video, oh, thanks Brass. Um, The other side of it is, uh, if you haven't subscribed yet, sometimes people watch this like every day, but they forget to hit the subscribe button, so I would appreciate the subscription. We're going to find this. You want to hear what I naturally sound like when I've had some to drink? Hashtag get ready. We're going to go. Here we go. Socialism Always Ends in Starvation and Genocide is the title of this video. So we're going to break this down. This is 10 minutes, just enough. Here we go. How come my videos Over never had That's right. So Slug, what happens? What happens when social, what happens with socialism? What's does it always end in Slug? It's, the answer is starvation and genocide. Like, look at this asshole. Just because he drives a Corolla he thinks he can do whatever he wants. You know Because <laughs> that's what, here's what I want to know. Slug, explain this one to me. How, explain this one to me. So Slug is my buddy. And I don't know if I say his first name, he's going to get real doxxed, but that's my buddy. Yeah, it's Japanese. Explain to me how Jewish American princess, that's a Toyota, it's got a T on it, slug. You don't know shit about Toyotas. <laughs> this is a funny, this is a funny video. It says Camry on it. Yeah. It says Toyota on it. it. says Honda, it's not a Honda. See, they don't know, they don't know. So let me, let me ask you this, slug. <laughs> I I gotta do more videos with my friends because you can see just you can see all the group dynamics take place. So you want me to tie this full circle? So here's a group dynamic right now. Got me and Slug, me being the alpha, Slug being the beta, and I'm literally picking on the beta the entire time. The tax cab driver is Polish, and uh, the two people in the back are just they're just stuck. They don't have much of a choice. How come? They got Jewish-American princesses of Jap, but Jap's already short for Japanese. So how they got both of those, though, Slug? Yeah. How they got both of those, though, Slug? See, you can see all my answer. you know why? That's what happens when you live in New York. You don't want to ask these questions when there's already a slur. There's already a slur for Japs. And then they make Jap another thing in Jewish American (laughs) Princess. That's a great point, though. Why is there Jap for Jewish American princess when Jap was already short for Japanese? Slurks rubbing his head. What up, Brian? (laughs) (laughs) What did your voicemail say? Meritocracy, you better learn how to check your voicemail with your little bum-ass flip phone. I'm literally trolling Mary right now. Fucking Boosmobile ass, bitch. <laughs> caught you. A Boosmobile. It's hilarious. You better fucking... Yeah, it's a mixture. It's a WAP, black, white mixture. That's what I am. I'm, I was a, and it, I definitely had a, an Italian family, okay? So, that's mixed in. I grew up in an Italian family, so that's the core. But all my neighbors were black. I had one white neighbor at the end of the street. Actually, two white neighbors. One halfway down, the other one at the end of the street. And, uh, so it's a mixture. I'm a big concoction. Which is why I always talk about how racism and all this stuff is bullcrap. Because it don't mean anything. It's all about culture. It's all about culture. <laughs> I'm talking to the people in the chat right now, Sloan. You know, my boy Brian's in here, Meritocracy in here. You don't know, Slug, because you don't do this. No, I don't. Yes, right. See Base Texan here, are you transporting illegals? No. No. no, no. Base Texan came in and he asked a funny question, are you transporting illegals? Well we are in we are in New York though. And and Fuel the Bears taught me it's not illegal immigrants. It's illegal aliens. Illegal aliens. Let's define it properly. It's illegal aliens taught me that. What up, Bates Texan? How's base, Texan? How's Base Texan and Base Texan ba- Oh, Mary Toxie had a funny comment. He said, Nier is the only illegal in the car. See, Mary Tox, Mary's pretty funny. What you All I know is your boys get ready. Nairi's the only illegal in the car. <laughs> Yo, Mary Taxi, that's my boy. And whenever I see golden eyes, Jesus, that's my weakness. <laughs> <laughs> what up? Want another thumb? What up, Rob Bart? Rob Bart? You, Oh, come on. You're not getting this much fun and entertainment every morning. Like, this is good. You got to hit the subscribe button. This is fun stuff. I have to get dollar menu all day. <laughs> <laughs> Let's run that back. Yo, i Tarcy. That's my boy. And whenever I see Golden arches, that's my weakness. I have to get dollar menu all day. He's is, is laughing in the back of the car. What up, Bear? Yo, I met Kaka in Buffalo. Salute to Cockabare. That's a weird name, though. Why is it Kaka? Like, that's what you say as kids. Like, eh, boo-boos and kaka you got kaka on your face. Do it, count as Sure, Robar. I'm a dollar, man, you do. Look at that little hallway right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my boy Uncle Bill loves that line right there. Look at that hallway. When I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking down, like, a, a side street, and I go, look at that little hallway right there. You all day. I'm a dollar, man you do. But look at that little hallway right there. Well <laughs> my boy's my boy driving a cab from Poland. Did you find the shine? No. The shine will number but li- but live in his mama house. The shy don't do really shit, but live in his mama house, he don't do shit. Shy I love you brother. I haven't heard from you in a while. Uh, I'm not surprised why I, My first name is Erica. When my kids say this kaka, been my crappy nickname for years. Sorry so let's just I just call you Erica you minors at doxing you you stay up in there doing nothing yeah get the fuck out the way you ain't never seen about socialism and then starvation genocide <laughs> nope. no yeah Shia don't do nothing you just stay at his mama house <laughs> just counting the amount of gribbets on his wall Gribbets? I don't even I don't even know what a griffit is well it's a cab my bad <laughs> alright so I just want to jump in here real quick Say, so, uh, what up, Bayou Bear? Thank you, Erica. We you got to do from the Bayou Slug? You don't even know. We do you got to from the Bayou Slug? You don't even know. Oh, me in here now, too. Cause you don't want to play in this room. Husband wife? Yeah, you don't. You're missing out Slug. You're missing out on fun. Instead, count all these numbers. <laughs> count all these numbers. You know, see this, though. We got, we got Clipsy Bear. Clipsy, a historian. Slug, so you know about Clipsy Bear? You know about Clipsy Bear? This is why I called you Clipsby or Clipsy. What I call you Clipsy? Let's run it back. What well, up? We got Clipsy Bear. Clipsy and historian. Clipsy. Slug, you know about Clipsy Bear? Know about... <laughs> <laughs> Clipsy and Historian Slug. All these people up in the chat just bawling out. What up Clipsy? What happened fun today? What was fun that happened today? I know not much needed my daily dose of need to do. See, look at Slug, look at this comment. Thank you, Bayou Bear. Bayou Bear came through, gave a good comment that I had to now show off to my beta friend, Slowik, who's a silent majority dude, by the way. Sorry, Slowik, you're doxxed. I want you sure. to... And you live in New York. the New York City, New York. Ro, yes. He was trying to see how many moderators there will... Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, sorry, Ro. Yeah, that's exactly... I was trying to see what the max is, but then, um... Some people came in here with their mod stuff and started going a little crazy in there. We just saw the, the thing go from 12 to 8 in a, in a microsecond. Read that comment at the bottom. The just viewers, 12 comment. to 8. I'll read the comment. Here goes go, Read my comment, Sluck. Not... Read it, Sluck. He my TV daily dose. You can't even read it in order. He's more drunk than I am. Daily dose of new TV. Sluck, how much need TV have you enjoyed? Zero. See, this is what happens. Jesus even had to leave his hometown... And I'm not saying I'm, jeez, I'm saying you could be the greatest leader of all time and still in your own town you're not accepted. Which is what we were talking about, a group dynamics. In that someone that's new can either get extra credit for breaking in or not even counted if they have good ideas. Um, just like George Washington. You know, George Washington was a great general and they wouldn't take it. New like me, Ro. So all we need to know, Ro, is did you hit the like button? Did you subscribe to the channel? And we need to know your name, your real first name, and what state or city and state you're from, or if you're from another country, that's cool too. And if you do that, we might consider make you a mod as well. He was balling out in Nazareth, and everyone was like, "Yo, what is this?". Can give you if you enjoyed? So I love asking a question and answering it myself. So I just wanted to run that back to to make that one. Daily Dose, okay. Daily Dose of ETV. So, like, how much you need TV have you enjoyed? Zero. Zero. See, See I like answering my own Jesus questions. even had to leave his hometown. He was born out in Nazareth, and everyone he was like, yo, what's this carpenter gonna tell me what to do? He was like, nah, I'm gonna just go on my mission. <laughs> <laughs> what up, Jamie? I got, got like a family up in here. Read it. This is back when I thought Jamie was... Based wife. I thought that was based Patriot, her other YouTube account, Jamie, but I guess that's not the case. Because? maiden name. Shoe size, favorite food, child pet. Yeah, oh, that's cool. That's all hey that's cool. I'm See awesome. you, Island. John needs to do an audio Bible. Oh, yo, that would be awesome. Mary, what a great idea. Oh my gosh, that's an amazing idea. I think we're good here. You don't know about the need. sunglasses, You about the Oh, if you want need TV sunglasses, there is a way to get a pair. People that have neat TV sunglasses are... Canna. The Real Jason. Brass. That may be it. Oh no, a uh, chuck. I sent out four pair. Island does not have... Some. So... If you would like a pair of knee TV sunglasses, all you have to do is go on seracure.com, select the link to set up your production plan, and if you sign up for a full year, I will FedEx you a free pair of Neat TV sunglasses. Yes, that is my Crowder mug, and it's not cheap, but with that protection plan, you get unlimited legal advice from an attorney within your state. Now, if you're in Canada, there's only four provinces that we participate in. See if it participates with you. But if you're in one of the U.S. states, you're covered. Sorry for people, you know, that aren't in the U.S. But it's all there. So, Island, put your link in here. And what we're going to do is uh, we're going to conclude this episode, not with rapping, but with meritocracy's great idea. We're going to open up John 3.16. We're going to break it down for the people. John 3, the most known. Here we go. Jay. There's islands link. So, yo. For God loves the world. That he gave his only son. So that everyone believes in him. Might not perish. But might have eternal life. So, what that means is. God only had one kid. He had many, but he had only one son. Okay. But he loved the world so much he was like, you know what? I'm a Abraham, Isaac, this thing. And I'm going to even sacrifice my son. So all your sin is dead. Because he loved the world so much. So, that's my show. Go over to Island Bears channel. If it ain't broke, it might work better. God, freedom, legacy. In that order. And trolling. And trolling. Jason t- added, told me I had trolling. So he added that. I'm going to end this right now. So, thank you guys. Love you all very much. Go have a blessed day. Bye-bye. We'll end it there. Bang. Bang.